It's time to get in the game. What's up, team? Welcome back to another episode of the Get in the Game podcast, the podcast where we explore ways to get off the sidelines, stop making excuses, and get in the game. I'm your coach, Trevor Dean, and before we get started on today's material, I do want to encourage you to head on over to our social media sites or our pages. Uh, our handle is at Get in the Game PC. You can hit us up there, see what we got going on. There are little uh, promos, links to the the our website links to uh, all, all the different media and, and mediums you can get us on. Uh, you can also head on over to our website, and that is getinthegamepc.com, www.getinthegamepc.com. And right there, you can view all of our all of our videos. There's also links to different places where you can hear the podcast, and you can uh, like us and and uh get notifications for those different podcasts as well. And like I said, you can see our videos. They are uploaded through YouTube. And while you're there, you can like, subscribe, and follow. That way you're notified when new episodes come up on YouTube. And you can see those right there. Or um, you can just email us at our email. And that is gettingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. And you can hit us up with any type of prayer requests or praises um, any way to communicate with us, we'd love to hear from you because we love you and we're praying for you. And with that being said, that is, is exactly what we're talking about today. Um, we are talking about prayer and why we should and why we do pray. Um, there are many different reasons why, and I'm just going to name a bunch of them right here, um, but I'm only going to talk about a few of them. Uh, so some of the reasons why we do and should pray is because, one, they're a conversation. They're a conversation between you and God. It's the way that you talk, and he, he communicates back to you through different thoughts, through Scripture. But you, it's, it's a reverence of, or it's a way that you just kind of sit there, and you, you talk to God as if he was your friend. It's a conversation. Um, sometimes we pray for confession. Uh, we know that we've maybe been doing things or, or have done things in our life that we need to um, kind of just finally admit that they are sin, that we did it wrong, and we basically we need it, it's a way of uh, admitting what God already knows, and so it's a very important part. It's a, it's a humbling experience, but that's one reason we pray. Um, also, reverence. God is God, and He deserves our praise. He deserves our honor, and um to humble yourselves and admit and realize that there is a being that being God who is all powerful, who we aren't, we are not God. Uh, and that we don't have the answers and we go to our God, you know, the father for that. So there's a type of reverence to go there and it's a form of worship. We're also, we're commanded to, you know, <laughs> Jesus told us to pray. Um, we are to pray without ceasing. Uh, we are to um, go to the Father through Jesus' name and just be in the presence. You know, it's it's one way we, we can't really know God without prayer. So we're com we're commanded to do that. 
it's also for Thanksgiving. Um, and I don't mean the day. I mean, actually, when you're thankful for stuff in your life and you want to be thankful for it, um, it's, it's we give prayers of Thanksgiving and just being grateful and thankful for everything that we have. Um, and it's very important to also realize that it's a um, very important to to have what some people say an attitude of gratitude and to be thankful for the things in our life that the Lord has blessed us with. And some of those things that we don't even, uh, I think I've even mentioned in other episodes that we don't actually really pay attention to, we need to be thankful for. Maybe like the air we breathe, or the fact that our heart is beating in our chest, or the fact that we have a, a full tank of gas, just things like that, that we think that we, you know, that we do, but really God has given us the tools and, and the gifts in our life to bless us in that way. And so we can be thankful for those things. Um, as they happen on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we can also get clarity of Scripture. And that kind of goes back to that conversation. So we might need clarity of, of what He's trying to say to us through the Scripture. And as we pray and get to know God and we get to, um, you know, maybe we're asking Him to open our minds to what He's trying to say through that. And then, you know, that's how God communicates maybe through thoughts, actions, other believers, um, he, he makes those things clear or can make those things clear in, in prayer. I don't want to say that every time he does that because God works his, his way and the way he wants to, when he wants to. So, uh, I just want to be clear. It's not always that he's, you know, makes scripture clear in every prayer you say, but it is something that does happen. And we go for him for, um, clarity of scripture. Also for intercession, sometimes there are things in our lives that we just can't handle or we don't know what to do and what better way, what more important thing to do than to go to the God of the universe, the most powerful being there is, one with all the power, and just ask for him to intercede in your life for whatever it may be. It's important um, that doesn't mean he's always going to do it, but we we go there, we go to him in prayer for those things as well. Um, it also is unity. We do it for unity, not only with um, God, but also with others. Corporate prayer or, or, or being together with other believers and praying on a common thing brings unity and it brings a stronger bond between believers. And it's something that uh, we need to promote something that not only do you want your, your relationship strengthened um, with God, but you also want it strengthened with those who hold common beliefs and, and believe the way you do. Uh, it builds your relationship up. Um, I guess I said, just as a friend, like, like, like it would be with a friend, the more you talk, the closer you get with that person. So this helps build your relationship with God. You get to know him better and you feel not only that, you, you kind of get to know yourself better too, because through prayer, you can't hide anything from God in the first place. So when you pray, you start to get to know what's at your true heart or how your heart changes when you're talking to God. And that's important. Um, it also keeps God on the forefront of your mind. It uh, If you are able to create discipline with it, which is what you should be doing, it, it m- makes God be more relevant. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that he makes it more, uh, apparent to you 
that he's there and he's waiting for you and he's always there for you and he puts him puts that um that person he puts himself in the forefront of your mind that way you are more apt to just when you need something you 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 start praying you get to him and you you bring your your worries your troubles your praises um your worship everything to him because he's there waiting for you to do that so um it's important that we create that discipline create that routine so that god is on the forefront of our mind at all times like i said i'm only going to talk about a few of these things the first one is going to be unity um through through this type of communication because it is it's a dialogue prayer is a dialogue and it, it can be we have many different ways we dialogue with friends and family it could be through body language it could be through our thoughts um could be through uh just our attitude but there's all sorts of common uh, communication that happens with people and the same is with god so through our prayers uh, through this kind of communication this is how jesus was one with the father he um he was in constant communication with, with with the father if you were able to be in constant con uh, constant communication with maybe your boss or your coach mm -hmm, excuse me when a situation ar like would arise um where you would need some sort of answer or some sort of solution on what to do or or how to act um from them you like you'll never have to wonder what they would say or what that thing is because you're always communicating with them. You know them so well because you're in constant communication with them that you are going to do what they would do. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't let them know or you don't um, bring up by them, but you just say, hey, this is, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And so it's um, obviously examples in the Bible are, are um, when Jesus would, would, he would, thank the Lord or, or go to him in, in prayer. And it doesn't mean that they weren't one. It just means he was setting an example for us. It says that Jesus and God were one, and it's definitely through prayer and through uh, knowing scripture and, and those sort of things. And so if we were to have that kind of um, communication with a boss or our own parent, um, then I have to believe that if we were in that kind of communication, had that kind of relationship that we were so of like mind with our father or our mother growing up, then we would never get in trouble. And that's the examples here before us. Jesus was so he was one with the, with the father. And because of that, he was sinless and perfect. And the only person who could have, um, died for our sins. And so it, it, it's kind of a weird thing to think of because our human minds can't quite comprehend that in a way. Um, I know like if you're like me and we're brought up in the church, you know what prayer is and you know the importance of it. But think about praying so often that you are one in like mind with the Father, with God. That's what we're striving for. That's that's what we're supposed to be doing. So um, God, Jesus would pray so often that he would um, be in a constant state, if you will. And that could be thoughts. That could be actions. That could be 
his his actual words, um, but he was unified with God, and so much so that he is God as well. In John chapter one verse one, um, it says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." And so Jesus is the Word. So Jesus was God and is God. So it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three in one. So he quite literally is one with God, but also had that relationship as a son to a father. And I know it's it's hard to comprehend, but that's the truth of the matter. But unity isn't just for um isn't just for us with God. It's also with us with other believers. And I mentioned that before. In Acts 1 4, it says, um, these all, with one mind, were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women and the Mary, uh, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers, and his brothers being Jesus. I'm going to read it again. Those, those all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And so the, the operative term is one mind. They were unified they were devoting themselves to prayer to be of one mind to make sure that the stuff that they had just learned from jesus and were going to do and and to talk about that they are of one mind unified in prayer and unified in their faith Um, in acts 2 just one chapter over verse 42 it says they were continually devoting themselves to, to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So that's unifying. It's not just unifying each other in in prayer, but it's also in all those things. You know, unifying, they're devoting themselves to the teaching and to fellowship. And so getting together and to breaking of bread. So to eating, to basically to be um, in each other's lives, doing life together. They were unified in that way. And they, you know, they brought prayer into it. So they were doing it together and it only strengthens their bond between each other. It unifies them in a way that only God can unify people. The second one I'm going to be talking about is it builds relationships. And in parentheses, I have it strengthens faith. Um. So just the same as it would be with a friend or a new acquaintance, the more you communicate, the better the relationship gets, right? Over time, that relationship is strengthened and you, you gain more trust, you gain more, um, uh, longing, you gain more, uh, care for that, for that person, for that friend, a a stronger bond is created. So not just unified, but you have the relationship gets stronger. And a different example that I think was like, just like if you cross like the same bridge every day to get to work and then come back from work. And even though maybe that first time you come to the bridge, you're not quite sure on whether or not it's going to hold you. It might look like an old rickety bridge, but you cross it to get to work because, you know, you're late or this, there's no other way to get there. And then you you cross it on your in your car and you realize I didn't hear creak. I didn't hear. I didn't feel it shift. I didn't feel any of those things. And I went over smoothly. Okay. <laughs> Still a little wary about it, but 
then you have to come home and then you get to the bridge and maybe it's a little easier, but you're still not sure. Like maybe it was just, you know, it's strong one way, but not the other. And then you cross it and the same thing happens and you're just like, okay, like it might not look like it, but cool. Like the bridge is working. And then the next day you're, you're less anxious about it. And then you come home that second day and, and then over time, eventually you'll never second guess whether or not that bridge can do its job or not. You just know it will. So every day it's strengthened. Your faith in that bridge is strengthened just a little bit more each time. And that's important. That's that's how it is with, with prayer. It builds a relationship with God. And the more and more you get to know him, the more your relationship is stronger, the more your faith builds up and gets stronger. You know, famously, Jesus said, if you just have the faith of a mustard seed, like you can, you, you know, you could tell a mountain to move like in, in the whole, uh, the whole analogy at that time is a mustard seed was the smallest of all known garden seeds to, to that culture. And then, but a mustard tree ends up being huge, but just one little seed. Like if you have something so small, you could do great things. So to me, that's kind of like that first time you come to the bridge. Like I have just enough faith because maybe this is the only way I can get to my job and I'm running late and I got to get there. So I have no choice. That's how faith starts super small. And then all of a sudden you do something and it builds and it builds and it builds. And all of a sudden you have a faith that is unstoppable. Well, coming to God in prayer is that same way. Not everything happens the way that we think it should. It happens in God's will. So we have to make sure that we are um, we are in his will, that we are uh, also under the, that, that we know that not everything is going to work out. Not everything is going to be our way. But if you, if you have that kind of mindset, knowing that God is God and he will do his will and it's for the best um, the best of uh, of me to, to to better me, then your faith will be strengthened time and time and time over. You'll have things that'll test it, just like you know, maybe bad weather on a bridge will test a bridge strength, but it'll hold because it's built right. Prayer is that bridge that is built right between you and God, and it's gonna weather any storm. It's going to weather any kind of, uh, uh, you know, accident or anything like that. And I'm talking metaphorically, any kind of uh, attack onto it. Prayer is you and God, and it is strong and it is built right because the maker of prayer is right, is powerful. If it was something that, that, uh, that wasn't strong, then... We wouldn't use it, but prayer is that strong. So, like I said, it builds a relationship. It strengthens faith. So I encourage you to stay praying, stay diligent. Know that God has a purpose for you, and it's not always the purpose that you think it is for you. It's also the third thing I'm going to be talking about of why we pray and should pray is because it is an act of obedience. I said before, we were commanded to do it. So we're, we're supposed to be obedient. We are created in the image of God. 
And Christians, uh, as Christians, we are supposed to imitate Jesus's behavior and the example he set for us. And Jesus prayed. He prayed a lot. He prayed all the time. He even gave us an example of how to pray. And a lot of you have probably heard of uh, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And I'm going to read that off for you. Um, but I'm going to start a few sentences before, uh, or a few a few verses before. Um, it's in Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 13. And the first few, uh, first couple of verses are this. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And it says, And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. I'm going to stop right there for a second. So that was, I, I believe, uh, verses 6 and 7. And basically, he's saying, don't just say words that you think are going to make people, um, uh, impress people uh, that you are so godly uh, because I'm, I'm being heard because I'm using big extravagant words and things that are meaningless. Meaningless repetition is what he says, as the Gentiles do. Don't be like them. Just ask what you need to ask because God already knows what you need. And he just wants, he wants you to ask for it. So when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition. And that's, that's what he's telling them. Don't use, the way I, the way I hear it is don't, Pray because you think this is how people want to hear you pray. What you should be doing is just pray. Just be genuine. Be who you are. Be honest. Come to God with your needs. Come to God with anything that you need. But don't do it to impress people because it doesn't impress God. It picks up like this. The Lord's Prayer. Pray then this way. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And that's powerful. So he's basically, he's going over all the different things that we should be um we should be seen. And, and I don't think he necessarily means that you have to say this print, like these words every single day, but this sort of form of, of it, like our, you're addressing him, our father, you have reverence for him who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. So you're giving him that reverence saying you are God. You are, you are worthy of the, uh, of this praise. Then they're asking them from their kingdom, your kingdom come. So let him be, <coughs> Excuse me. Let heaven rain down in a way. Like be be control. We want to do your will. Your will be done on earth here as it is in heaven. So we know that your will is done in heaven. We just bring your will here and pray that it's done here. Give us this day our daily bread. So you know, give us food. Like please bless us with food to eat. Forgive us our debts. So any that could be, it's not just monetary debts, it's sin debts. 
in other uh, other versions is uh, forgive us our trespassers. So it's not just people who uh, forgives our trespasses, not just because you step onto someone's property. It's the sin. It's it's all the things that you do that aren't right. Forgive us for those, Lord, because we've also forgiven people or, or, or and we should forgive people who do it against us. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So people have sinned against us. We need to we need to forgive them. And we're asking Lord the, the God of the universe to forgive us of those sins as well. And then we ask them not to lead us into temptation. Don't basically protect us from from evil. Protect us from sin. Let us not slip back into that sort of thing. It says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So basically, you're saying, you're all powerful. This is all yours. It's all for you. Lord, use me. Amen. Like, that's powerful. And so I believe that he was, that Jesus is saying that you should pray in this way. These are things you address your your needs, your sin, uh, your worship to, to God. And, and you ask him to keep you going, keep moving forward. And also for forgiveness for you know, for your sin and for for the other people who sin against you, you that you have that power that you have that um, just that uh, wherewithal to to give forgiveness to people as well. But he also gave us other examples. It says in Mark one thirty five, early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house. And went away to a secluded place and was praying there. And there's different. There's a lot of different examples where Jesus actually leaves, gets up, and uh, he retreats to a secluded place to pray. He even did it the night before he was crucified. Um, and that's he. That was a, a prayer of two things: asking God for His His will to be done. But not before he also asked for intercession. Jesus knew that he was going to be um, crucified that next day, but he was also he also knew that he didn't really want it to happen. He was he was all human and all God, so he was terrified of the fact that he was going to be killed that next day. He didn't want it to happen, but he knew that the Father had a bigger plan for it, so he asked him. That he, that basically, Lord, can you deliver this cup from me? Like basically, I don't. Is there anything you can do? Is there any other way that that we can accomplish this without me having to go to the cross tomorrow? But he also said, "But still, not my will be done; your will be done." So Jesus still said, even though I don't want to do this, if this is your will, I will do this. I, I will do your will, no matter what. He did it for the Father's will and for our lives, for our eternal life. But he went to the Lord in prayer, and he prayed so hard. If you if you read the story in the Bible, he he read so hard and with so much anguish that his he started sweating blood. That's how just it was 
the amount of anguish and anxiety that was happening in his body at that time while he was praying that he was dripping beads of sweat that were blood. That's how strong prayer can be. When, when, when was the last time you've gotten down and prayed to God so hard that your body ached when you were done because you gave everything you could? I, I can be honest with you. I, I've never prayed that hard. I mean, I, I wish I could say it that I did, but I haven't. That's the way we need when that we have so much faith in God that we are willing to do that to the point of that our body is going to be left like completely drained of energy at the end of it. That's how hard we need to be praying for the things we're praying for, whether it's intercession or a need or, uh, you know, we're worshiping. That's the kind of prayer that is the kind of prayer I want to pray. The point of all this is that Jesus had a routine and a habit of going to the father for any and everything, whether it was food, like when he, he blessed, you know, asked God to bless the, the fish and the loaves for the, for the 5,000, um, or it was when he was healing people or his own quiet time when he retreated to a secluded place. And especially before his own death, even on the cross, he prayed to God and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even in the midst of his own death, being on the cross, nailed through his hands and his feet, he was praying to God. That's how often he prayed. He prayed without ceasing. There, this is by no means an exhaustive list. I've only talked about three, and even the ones, even the list I gave off in the, the beginning of this episode are not all the reasons that we do and should pray. In fact, we all pray in different ways and styles and different speech patterns and stuff. But the important thing is that we actually pray. We need to pray often. We need to pray confidently. And we need to pray faithfully. Talk to God like he is your best friend. Talk to him like he is your father. And talk to him like he's your savior. Because he's all three of those things. That's all I have for you this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get off the sidelines, stop making excuses, and get in the game. See you next week. Peace. Get in the game! Thank you for listening to the Get in the Game podcast. Please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to support us. Find us on YouTube and subscribe for more content. If you would like for us to pray for you, or if you have topics that you would like us to tackle in upcoming episodes, email us at getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. That's getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at getinthegamepc. If you've experienced getting off the sidelines and getting into the game yourself, please let us know. And remember, it's time to get in the game.